0: Welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're full season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game, and all things Bears. So, for a light hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's show, we talk about a certain Bristolian that had a decisive hand in England's cold Cutter Cup win. We also look ahead to the return of League Rugby with the Bears' visit to Northampton next week, and we discuss the atmosphere at Ashton Gate on game days and wonder if there's a certain something missing. I'm Tony, and this week I'm joined by Lee and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, gentlemen, welcome to to my abode uh, this this Sunday Thanks evening. for the invite, Tony. Yeah, it's good to be back to the spiritual home of the pod. Yeah, and uh, but uh, we are a man down. Um, And and fortunately, we all got a message on our WhatsApp group about an hour before we were due to start recording that um, the Duke himself, Mister Miles, is uh, is unwell. Um, I'm not sure really what's what's happened. Has anyone heard anything?
1: Well, it's funny you should say that because I I heard through the uh, the Southville shooting grapevine. That it may be something to do with a, a bad
0: batch of foie gras that Miles had last night. Well, you know, it didn't, didn't surprise me that kind of upper class food. Wow. I mean, like, it,
1: you know, when you import this sort of stuff in direct on your private plane from south of France, mm, straight mm. from the uh, from the goose's liver. Yeah, um, you know, you're always taking a few risks that could get contaminated. So, you know. Didn't maybe you know. they're playing up and down last night you know in and the, and the winds well wow. put, put, it, put mm-hmm. it this way I think one thing's for sure he, he, he may be sitting uh, on some form of throne <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear right let's get on to um, well as our listeners will know there was no Bears game this weekend but we did have Scotland versus England for the Cutter Cup and a certain Bristolian had a quite a Uh, Hand in how that ended up, Um, Lee. Your thoughts on the game?
2: I thought it was good, old fashioned rugby. Back to the days we used to watch, you know. But actually, commentator Brian Moore doing his thing, you know. It was proper, you know, absolutely torrential
1: weather, and it was a
2: nutritional game, wasn't it, (laughs) boys?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was. uh, You know, in a way, it was. uh, It was nice that England came away with a win, but I don't really know what to make of that because I, I don't think it really answered that many questions about the France game where we were clearly uh, a, you know we had a few problems there and uh, I mean there was a lot of a lot of poor stuff on Saturday beyond just the weather so I, I don't know I mean I'm glad we won um, but it's hard to, it's hard to sort of take on it I mean I think the forwards played well to be fair I think our forwards looked good you know there was a lot of good forward work, a lot of good turnovers and obviously you know Genji scored that try um, but there was some sh- I mean shocking shocking kicking yeah and I know it was windy but come on you know what do they do all week they practice they think about stuff like this and they knew the weather was coming yeah. as well at, you yeah. know beginning of the week it,
0: well there was that period in the second half wasn't there and, and you can kind of forgive, forgive a box kick going out if you've you know it's the first kick going that way in, in that half I think then we put about two or three out on the full. Um, yeah. Just, just didn't learn from it really. Um, I agree with you, Pete. I don't think we can draw too much from from that game really. Um, but the good thing is, it's uh, kept the championship uh, alive for England, uh, not so much for Scotland. But uh, we can look forward now to those home games against um, Ireland and Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. Good for all, all England fans. Now you're giggling away there. What, you, I was just you remembering that
1: during the game, my one of my mates, um, it, we, we we texted me or WhatsApped me during the rugby, and he had a slightly different view of England's performance. So I don't know whether I could quote this, but he said, uh, he said, oh, I can't say that word. <laughs> Sheffy, <no. laughs> I definitely can't say that. He said, he said, uh, we are without doubt. The team with the lowest IQ in world rugby. We deserve to lose. This was at uh, 6.07. I think that was when the third box kick went straight out on the full. And then a bit later on, he said, uh, Daly, Youngs, Sinkler, Itoji, whoever this new World War One fighter pilot <coughs> pullback is, Farrell, Ford... All of them, absolutely no ability to think and adapt during a game. Is your friend Scottish by he's, any chance? He's, no, he's just angry. He's <laughs> an angry man. But uh, I mean, yeah, he's he got a point. in certain areas in there, the, but,
2: in the context of that yeah. game. But you know, we still got to remember this was a team that smashed the All Blacks in yeah. World Cup, yeah. yeah, not not too too long ago. Yeah,
0: I mean there's still the issues isn't there about we're not seeing a new number nine, a dynamic number nine, we're not seeing an out and out eight, although probably Curry had a a slightly better game at the the base of the scrum this time Yeah, Um, but you know I'm sure everybody that listens to this podcast, the vast majority of them would have seen the game so let's not dwell on that but there are a few things uh, around the match itself um, kind of before and after I wanted to talk about. Um, First of all the bottle throwing incident, Lee. What did you make of that?
2: Well, I thought it was a disgrace. Actually, I mean, you know, it's, it's not the first time this happened at Murrayfield. Um, the bottle throwing incident. I mean, you know, the you know the stuff that went with it. I mean. It just, there's no place for it in rugby. You know, it, it's, some of those scenes there are kind of reminiscent of a 1980s football match. Yeah.
0: Know? There's yeah. no place
2: for for it in rugby.
0: And that was disappointing. But Pete, you've you've seen something around the bottle throwing incident well, that you wanted to bring up. Well, I've, t- I've taken a slightly more geographical
1: perspective on it as a, as a teacher. And having analysed a couple of videos from a different angle, I've got a feeling that the weather and Storm Kira had something to do with this as well. Um, I think you might have seen this as well, Tony. But from the video I looked, it looked as though, yes, a, a bottle was launched in a kind of general trajectory, um, but without any particular aim. And then it got caught in a big gust and then bounced up and down off one coach onto the other and then went over the top of the coach um, and hit whoever it was, the mm. performance director. So, uh, so I think, you know, whilst I think we can still... Give the background blame to the uh, the raucous and disgraceful Scottish fans. I think we also have to uh, have a bit of a nod to to, to Storm Kira as a little bit of a blame for this as well.
0: Yeah, I've seen I've seen that that video from a different angle, um, and definitely it, it, it bobbled around a bit, didn't it? Bounced off two coaches before it actually got near the England coach, but. Was it thrown in the first place? Well, yeah, I mean, you might have, I mean, it could have just been. I mean, it was so
1: windy there. I mean, we've just been slagging off the kickers, and, you know, to be fair, the wind did play a part. I mean, if we're going to be ultimately fair, maybe the bottle, the guy had just finished his, his bottle of Erden Brew was just about to put it in the bin and a massive gust might have caught it <laughs> throw it up in the air and, and then see what we see so you know like everything Tony sometimes there's always two sides to a story isn't oh, there okay we're, so when have we ever been fair on this podcast that's true
2: exactly yeah. well that's not our job to be fair is it but okay put that to one side then what about for instance the booing on the pitch yeah terrible
0: I mean there's no place yeah. for that in rugby and no. I've seen some things on, on Twitter and some people saying well it happens at other games do you know Certainly doesn't happen at Ashton Gate. And I no. can't remember any away game that I've been to in the last five years where apart from the odd idiot that's maybe had too much to drink that might shout out, that, that kind of chorus of booing, um, I just thought I just, it was really poor. Plus some of the hand gestures that uh, have been uh, shown on social media in, in videos. Was uh, the uh, Scottish hellos? Yeah, it was that kind of a kind of reverse OK sign with the hand. Um, um, uh, I just I just think it's so poor. But anyway, Genji Bristolian was there yeah. to score that try. I mean, it was a sensational bit of finishing, really, to to get over the line. I know he had a few of his um, comrades giving him a bit of a boost, but actually to get over uh, and, and get the ball down was great. Mm. Uh, and what about that interview afterwards? Now, Lee, you're you're a South Bristol boy with Wood... I'm proud um, what, what do you make of our man from Noel West and his um, interview and media skills well I know he's, he's
2: he has been slated in some quarters hasn't he for you know arriving with a bottle of beer in his hand and
0: and that um, was disappointing though wasn't it because you would expect someone like him to have cider really. yeah it should be kind of right. Thatcher's
2: but it's Scotland's end, so yeah, I don't true. think they would have unless they took the Thatcher's up with them uh, I don't think that was going to happen but <laughs> I mean personally I loved it I loved it we you know we want personalities at rugby and I love the fact that he come on talking to sausages uh, drinking a beer made me hungry and thirsty actually when I was listening to him but um, you know I mean even Eddie James who followed him uh, for the next interview, even he was laughing his yeah. head off, you know, and it's, it was brilliant. Oh, I love the fact that he put up the Scots. I, I like
1: the fact when a, when somebody in it is being interviewed actually puts the interviewer on the spot as well, and yeah. and actually, you know, Sonia. She had to work pretty hard with that interview, and um, you know, and I think, you know, why should he just pander to kind of little questions in here? I like the fact that he. I think what I liked was that he gave us a bit of reality of what happens after a game. We all have this yeah. idea that if you win, you're all like bouncing up and down in the change room, and he he said, "I oh, know three of the lads have got drug testing now. we you know, it's uh, yeah. it's not like that." And I also think that he's kind of highlighted um, something that gets lost a little bit with international rugby, but not so much with club rugby, is that it is there is quite a wide range of people that that play and support and it isn't just the kind of Twickenham uh, middle class glitterati the Mileses of of this world the Bath fans fans and the the shooting fraternity and actually I think we do you know the BBC and ITV as well we get sucked into this this kind of idea that you know that the England rugby fans are all a bit middle class and you know and, and they're all kind of media driven and a lot of the players are like that but I think you know, he, he was just honest. He answered the questions in the way that he could, and he was mm. he was funny, but he was he made some good points. And I think, I mean, there was a couple of there, there was a couple of sort of Katie Hopkins type esque people on Twitter that were kind of mm. slagging off his communication skills. And I thought, well, that you know, that that's really almost irrelevant. He's just he's just he's who he is. And um exactly, I
0: mean, they were in the minority. Were I, in the think. minority I think. I think they, most yeah. most people said, what a refreshing change it is to see someone. Um, you know, talking as they are. And I mean, the whole sausage thing. Now, Lee, you, you've had a mm-hmm. sausage or two in your time. Where, where do you think that came from? Because I've got a theory. You've got a theory. I've got a theory. Yeah. Well, we go on. Hit me with the theory first. Well, ha- S- someone that's worked in PR for all these years, um, I, I have known, I'm not saying I have ever been involved, that um, when you've got a um, an interview... You you are dared by some of your colleagues uh, or yeah, teammates to yeah. to get, to get a word into the interview, okay. and I just wonder whether he, some of the boys there had said to him, "Go on then, Ellis, you're going to be Excuse. interviewed. You've got to say sausage," <laughs> um, and that's why he was a little bit looked a little bit flat because you could hear his brain yeah. whirring, thinking, <laughs> "How am I going to get sausage into this conversation?" <laughs> yes, fair, it did well, didn't it? He. So so I think it might have been I, uh, it I think it might have been a dare yeah. into say soft, bit like our podcast too isn't it a bit like our podcast yeah, yeah. who knows what's what, going on what, in what, our heads yeah, Exactly. we certainly don't <laughs> yeah. until the words come out so oh, uh, by
2: the way I'm just going to have to say as well I'm going to have to stick up for three Bath fans that I know yeah. Tom, just three just three Tom, yeah. Tom Lloyd and Charlie because they actually are down to earth people yeah. so I, I don't want them to think that we're classing them right. as the general
1: the right. Bath Bolly Brigade Right. So i okay. sticking up for the, Awesome. alright yeah can I just say one other thing about Genji a serious rugby point is that I think actually out over the last two games he has shown he's the one player that's kind of shown yeah. the energy and the drive that you need to have at in international rugby and I think he's going to be knocking on Eddie's door in the next two weeks to get a start against Ireland I agree and I think I'd, I'd like to see him start against Ireland I've got I've got here underlined and hunger that's what he showed. Yeah.
2: Hunger. And a lot of the players haven't um, shown that yeah. in the first like, two I mean,
0: games. That's probably why I was talking about sausages. He was yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs> hungry. And I do like the fact that when
1: Eddie came on straight after, he was uh, he referred to him as uh, he's our project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I thought, yeah, he is a project, but at some point you've got to hand the project in, Tony, to get it marked, haven't you? So yeah. I'm expecting a little prediction, uh the Irish in town, big game, triple crown decider the Irish puts us in line with the triple crown if we win it big Genji with his
0: sausages do you know I, I disagree I think I he'll, would. he'll keep Mako <laughs> and use Genji off the bench after after 50 yeah. or 60 minutes because against tiring legs you know to have that kind of energy and uh, attritional kind of running and, and going into contact um, but having said that I think last game against Italy I think he will start. It, yeah maybe
1: right. as always Tony the voice of reason oh, but we I thought should, I'd oh, we should have out there so you could get a say on it
0: next week we shall we
1: oh, should also we one other thing that just struck me was that after the try did you all notice that he had to be put, he had to be restrained so someone some, one of the Scots said something to him though didn't he and I'd yeah. love to know what that was and if anybody yeah. knows who listens to this tweet in or email yeah, us or whatever because yeah. I'd love to know the theories of what was said to Genge and uh, maybe you're right, maybe if he did Stargate Island, <laughs> he might get carded <laughs> by I reckon Kremlin. someone might have called him a haggis or something like that.
0: Yeah. I
1: think, do you know what I think? I think someone said, you You come from Southville, Gensh that he didn't like yeah I can
0: understand what you're saying. your mate is Miles yeah you're a withy you're a withy yeah yeah, even worse that would have got him that would have got him (laughs) Um, but before we move off the six nations um, there was a story that could it possibly become the the seven nations that Um, South Africa are interested in joining and I'm interested to get your view oh excuse me that's Um, Tony interesting to get your views on that so um Mm. Lee, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we kind of got this story
2: a little bit earlier on today, didn't we? And I, I personally, I think it'd be a welcome addition to the Six Nations. Mm. I mean, the only trouble is it did say about two thousand and twenty-four, um, but I did a little bit of research, and the existing TV broadcasting deal it extends until twenty twenty-five, so that does leave a year over, which obviously that deal covers the Super Rugby and the Rugby Championship as well, so. There might be a bit of to and fro in on that respect, but
1: personally, I'd love the South Africans in the
2: Six Nations.
0: Pete, what well, are your thoughts? Considering
1: half of them seem to play over here, <laughs> you yeah. know they may not even have to play any games in South Africa. But uh, oh, but a couple of things struck me. Number one, time zone. You know there is no time zone essentially. No, yeah, that's right. To to Cape Town, straight well, you, You've got, got a South African team playing in the a day. Prickle. before team. Yeah, I mean exactly. They're in the the, the Pro Four team. So. That kind of makes sense. Um, The second thing I might say, you called it the seven nations, but I wonder whether it would still be the six nations, and they'll just be subbed in for Italy. (laughs) Um, So we, who knows? But um, I don't know. I mean, I I think uh, I don't. I I mean, I, I, I don't mind change. I don't. You know, some people seem to be against this just because. It's different And why not have South Africa I mean You know It might be good for us To play South Africa
0: So the next time we play them In the World Cup final We know what we're doing Do you know I'm going to take The opposite point of view Of course you are Tony I wouldn't like to see it Because I think One of the things That's so special About the Six Nations And we just talked about You know um, The posh fans mm. With loads of money um, Six Nations You know, not everyone, but actually going to an away game, going to Cardiff or up to uh, Murrayfield or across to Ireland or Paris is kind of doable for the normal fan, Mm. and it's not going to cost you a fortune. And potentially, you know, Scotland, Cardiff, you you can drive there. You could could drive across to France as well. But if you start introducing um, South Africa... (sighs) I just think it loses a bit of what makes the Six Nations special, which is it's about continental Europe. It's about lots of close rivals playing each other. And what I'd like to see is rather than South Africa join, I'd like to see the team that finishes bottom go into a playoff with the team that wins the, um, I think it's the, the, is it called the rugby I forget what it is it's, yeah, the, with, it's the second it's the one team the down
1: the one yeah. Belgium and that Russia I'd quite like to see Scotland play in Romania Yeah, next <laughs> season. every year yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so I, I think it would take something away um, um, that's yeah. a good shout, yeah, yeah, a good yeah. shout. I mean also, it the, yeah,
2: it makes it a bit more elitist because you know that the, the people
1: with the money would be the only ones to be able to travel to unless unless uh, yeah. you know they, 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 they played it somewhere like Stamford Bridge you know right next to Earl's Court so you're just like <laughs> well, yeah South Africa yeah, you, you know it's home for a yeah, London's a multicultural city they could recreate a South African vibe somewhere yeah and maybe you don't have to travel too far See, I think yeah. off this route
0: yeah. I mean the other thing I think it would take away a bit from the British Lions tour as yeah. well yeah that, that kind of special true. going there yeah. once every 12 years if, if you know fans were there every other year um, not the same I, I don't think either. it would be the same so not for There's me. to talk about, though, yeah. You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Bus Sprout, and many, many more podcast platforms. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rating for the show. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're BearsBeyondGate. And on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Right, let's get back to Bristol Bears. League action starts next weekend. Northampton away. Um, Before we talk about the game and who Pat might pick, and maybe go through the what we think the starting fifteen might be, Neil Williams, the club statistician, has once again given us some stats. Stop looking over me oh, shoulder, Lee. Love it. Um, <laughs> and, and a special thanks to Neil this week because I know he's away on holiday, so he's out of the country, but but still got the stats through. So the first game against Northampton was uh, in April 1901, an away game which we lost eight points to 17. Our overall record against Northampton over, what, that 119 years is pretty good. We've played them 114 times, won 58, drawn five and lost 51. Um, But since the league has, uh, professional league has started, our league record isn't quite so hot played them 30 times, won 11, lost 19, um, and we've won five of 15 league games at Franklin Gardens. But of course, I'm sure all of us remember last season and that last-minute Madigan penalty um, that uh, got us the win there last year. It all So before maybe we talk about who might get picked, what's your, your kind of feel about how we might get on next week, Pete?
1: Well, my... Mine- Brief analysis Of the game Is that I think Saints are there For the taking up front um, they've, they've undoubtedly Got an exciting Backline Score a lot of tries But I think If you can get on top of them Up front um, A bit like Dare I say it Bath did earlier in the season yeah. At the rec And uh, and actually beat them Having gone down to 14 men For most of the second half I just think that if you could dominate St's early doors, then you could start, um, you know, you can you can uh, get through those little cracks. So I'm thinking very strong pack, you know, almost, you know, the strongest we can put out, no rotation, straight in there, and then maybe play around a bit with the bats.
0: Okay. Lee, how much of an impact do you think the, because they've had quite a few call-ups for, for mm. the England team, uh, I'm not sure about other internationals that may be missing but um, how how much of that is going to be a factor do you think? Yeah
2: I think it will undoubtedly because I mean the Saints have had a brilliant start to the season haven't they and although like Pete said they did tell off and and I do agree with that I've seen Saints a few times on the TV and if you do front up to them you can definitely definitely get on top um, I think in terms of I don't think it. well obviously it won't be the the Saints first team that will be playing and I'm, I'm really optimistic for this game.
0: Good, because I'm, I'm not sure with it being a, um, a free week in the Six Nations, sometimes players maybe that haven't been involved um, do get released back to the mm. clubs but I, I, I don't know, I don't know if Northampton are going to, whether that's going to happen or whether they're going to pick people up. So let's let, let's talk about then uh, who, who we think will make that starting 15 for Bristol Bears um, front row, I suppose that that kind of picks it itself, it doesn't, doesn't it? it?
1: Watermelon John, yeah, Jake Chunks, yeah. yeah, and then whoever I'd say whoever's fitter out of Sean Moulton and Harry uh, Baker. But on, I think Facts, given please. the 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 game that Moulton had against Gloucester, yeah. if he's if he's a bit fitter, you know, and he can start, he 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 did the same sort of thing, didn't yeah. he? He was very active, very carried the ball a lot everywhere. So I think Reed. one of those two.
0: So one more, one more and a foa with either Moulton or, or Thacker in at number two. Um, so what about the locks? Who's going to be in that engine room?
1: It's got to be Atwood and Vuey for the I was yeah. thinking that same thing, but I'm sure Tony might have a different opinion.
0: No, just for once, ah, I'm, going re- I'm going to agree yeah. with you. I'm not going to make a habit the, of it. What well, I call the V&A. Yeah. Oh, I like I like that. it. and a Yeah, very good. Right, back row then. I think we probably all Classic. agree that Nathan Hughes is at number eight. And I think we probably all agreed he's going to be the flankers
2: as well. I've got a yep. funny feeling Stephen Lutour is going to be one of one of the flankers. Do you think
0: Dan Thomas might be the other? Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is great radio because we're, <laughs> we're just agreeing and um, kind of the obvious things. And, and probably more now when we look at nine and ten. Um,
2: Again, they pit themselves,
0: don't they? Mm-hmm. A little pocket rocket duo. Yeah, yeah. R- Randall, Randall Sheedy. Randall Sheedy. I, I can't see. Shrandle. Shrandle. Yeah. Um, now, maybe a bit more interesting. Who will mm. come in at centre and in the wing positions? And well, let's throw in fullback as well. So, centre, wingers, fullback. Um, let's talk about the centres first of all. Pete, what, who, who do you think is going to? Well, I think now he's had a bit of a rest.
1: Um, and got his mojo back Piers O'Connor definitely Um, and I don't think we need we can't go down that route of playing people out of position so it'll either be Bedlow I think or um that, that's, that me, mean,
0: that's that's me. That wasn't me. Talking. That, wasn't me. <laughs> that was that was that wasn't what you thought. That's that's a fine uh, <laughs> fine red wine uh, i lost a train of thought now. Oh Being based it on. Well
1: me. I think it's either I mean I think Bedloe, but yeah, because yeah. he's a big player now, I mean, but you you could put a case for uh, for Purds in there as well, but then you know he hasn't played centre for us. Um so I am gonna stick on I'm gonna stick on the O'Connor Bedloe axis.
0: Right, and let's come to you then, Lee. Who do you think is going to play on the wings and at the important full-back position?
2: Well, I was going to say, on on the wings, we've got, I mean, Luke's back now. was not he from
0: Oz? The Wizard. Wizard, yeah, Wizard. He, he played the for the, the Sevens, back. didn't he? He, he did play for the Sevens, and I I, I really hope he, <coughs> he does enough to, to go to the Olympics, because that would yeah. just be... a. A fantastic thing for him personally, and uh, boy wouldn't that give us a bit more interest in um, it would. the Olympics in the sevens not, competition. not that we will be supporting Australia though will we in, in any game that they're not playing England yeah
2: <laughs> um i mean i don't I, I'll be honest I don't know about the injury list I don't know because I've not really read anything you know from the club or in the last week, so I don't know how we stand on the injuries I know Pizza won't be back no
0: I I end of February maybe start of March Charles Pieter
2: so I mean I think for the wings I would I would have I think profs would bring profs in what full back or wing mm-hmm. I, I'd put them on the wing and I'd have more hand if it a full wing. who's
0: going to play full back
2: I a good point <laughs> Oh it, yeah, so he could play Morahan fullback again, I guess. Like he did against Gloucester.
0: Well, well, are we going to change that that winning combination against Gloucester, where you had Morahan uh, at fullback, uh, Leo on one wing, and Purdy on yeah. the other wing? Because mm. they didn't do a hell of a lot wrong, did they? Between the three of them, I think. Um, I, I I
1: think he will go with. That. I think he will start with Morahan again at fullback, which I think is a shame for Prothero because I think he'll start with Purdy. Because also, I think you've got to think about that massive unit that yes. plays on the wing yeah, for Northampton. Yeah, true. And you and I think it could be Alapati on one side, uh, Purdy on the other. And we're talking about, you know, those boys can look after themselves a bit. Mm-hmm. And, and if Prothero doesn't play full-back, which I'd like to see, I'd, I would like him there, because I think he's got that electric pace to break the line. And mm-hmm. I suspect that Prothero might be on the bench again and will come on possibly at full-back like he did against Gloucester when we've kind of hopefully broken them down but mm. I think Purdy's going to be given a job that mm. you know one good of them's going to be up against that VAC attacker yeah. whatever he's no, like he but is a, a monster but he's a big well. unit but he, he, he can be stopped you know he's not you just got to front up to the boy well look we didn't let um
2: re of the ball did we yeah. for Gloucester so I think we can mm. keep the ball away from him as much as I mean, we
0: can and we also saw how, how, how much uh, Nathan Hughes was out on, well, on that, the that, that left wing as well so yeah. you know do we well, need to
2: upset Big Nath again just to,
1: to get him in the zone for for this week? I mean clearly well, I think you've kebab upset gate, enough the kebab gate you know was an integral part in his performance against Gloucester sounded by by all accounts that he got a bit of a bit of telling off and he got a bit of a talking to and he had a reassessment of things and he went out and smashed it. I mean, I, I hate... And <laughs> I, I would
2: like to say I didn't obviously want that to happen to Big Nath. I didn't yeah. want
1: him to get a dressing down from Big Pat. I've got to say, Lee, actually, I, I, we should mention this earlier, your um, facial reconstruction looks... It's a massive improvement, actually, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I don't recognise you at
0: all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not as your wife. Needs must, actually, yeah. Needs yeah. must. Okay, let's... Um, so that, that's our 15. Not many changes then, if oh, really? any, really, from the Gloucester game, depending on who's fit. I think it's all about um, the bench, really. Our speculation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, because it will be interesting to see who they have as backup number 10 because Yain uh, played for yeah. the Wales under-20s, didn't he? Now, whether he's going to still be away... Um, but is is either Madigan or Eden going to get a look in as a backup ten? Well, I wonder if you know Tiff's just signed a, been given a new contract.
1: Well deserved. Maybe, as well. Yeah, well deserved. Maybe, maybe will. I mean, it, you know, it seems sadly that Madigan isn't really in the in the plans unless it's no. kind of necessary, and you know. Um, but I and mean, it is sad because we yeah. we love them on this pod don't we yeah. so I, I'd, I'd go and say I'd say uh, I'd say Eden
0: yeah so you could have Oren uh, Eden Uren. and Prothero yeah they I'd like say it. It those
1: three on the bench because Prothero could cover wing and fullback. back um, you've probably so got
0: Ed Holmes Ed, you know, Ed Holmes, would be Holmes or, all,
1: obviously Fax or morton Fax or yeah how are we doing on numbers Joy- I do like to say, I like to see Joycey though you know get on yeah you know, although probably he I mean, or Hamilton, actually, I would have thought might be the back row. I think Hamilton, yeah. You know, if the number eight cover or flanker. Are we running out of numbers? Well, well then you've got Mad six, Max, the Heath,
0: if he's heath or Seed will be tight head, isn't it? Um,
1: And not...
2: Uh, That's sure. another problem, me as well. Yeah, I think, and 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 said, we've spent ages doing this, have not it?
0: And, and we still can't remember many seven yeah. subs isn't it? Ten, e- eight. E- anyway, there, there there will be a good strong bench. I yeah, think, I think we'll be right. It, it's fair to say that, and and I think whatever it's you know we're going to go there, and there's going
1: to be a real I mean it must be a real motivation in the boys to win this game because even though relegation is gone for the season. All of these teams, are, we're all really much of a match. We've yeah. all got something to play for, which is minimum top six, top four as well. And uh, oops, and uh, um, so, I, I, you know, we're not going to talk about ring fencing and stuff, but I quite like the idea that because there is a parity, apart at the moment amongst a lot of clubs, it kind of shows that you can still have competition when you've all got something to play for for quite a lot of the season. And I think that's going to happen. So I think we're going to go with a real desire to... We can't throw the ball anymore
0: to we, do, we did before to... Surrey's relegation. No, that's true. <laughs> I think what's really interesting in this game, and I think this will be a, a real good pointer, is if, if we are going to be serious top four contenders... Mm. These are the games where we need to go and pinch the win because yeah. um, they're above us in the league. You know, I think Northampton are definitely going to be top four. These are the teams that you you need to go and and try and get results against. If we lose, I don't think it's the end of the world by any means, but I think that puts us more as hopefully a top top six. Um, I think ambition top six. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day that you know
1: we. Signing Sammy Rodrada we, we must have sold him a pretty solid plan for top top six because he's you know he's not necessarily. Well, I suppose he's not been playing Champions, Champions Cup this season, no? has he? So um, you know, so maybe not. But uh, yeah, well, now yeah. What I, are you doing with those fingers there I, I, is I, it, That's it's, it's 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 not a signal. It not Scottish. It wasn't about. It was a
0: I something else. Move. I, I, I think we sold him something else in training, training ground. ground. Yeah. Cha-ching. Yeah. Fan-based so, podcasts. podcasts. So Absolutely. All that. Absolutely. Well, let's move along now. Yo, what's up? It's Jennifer. John of here, lovely and you're listening lovely. to Bears Beyond the Gate. Now we've got a lovely email in from a guy called Peter that's written to uh Bears the Gate at gmail.com. Um, it's 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 a lovely, lovely email talking about um, how long he's been a Bristol fan. I'll just just read some little bits from it. He says, hi, gents, love the podcast. Now become part of my Wednesday rugby nights. I walk down to the rugby club with my seven-year-old son and I listen to your podcast while he runs around for an hour. Um, Anyway, to the point, I've been a massive bristle pan for over 30 years and I've supported the club through thick and thin. I really like the new rebranding and what is happening at the club at the moment. He goes on to say that one of the things that he's, he's really seen a change um, since we've been down at Ashton Gate is the number of new people that are coming along with him, that want to come along uh, and that whole experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that people are asking him that are new to the club and may, may be new to Top Flight Rugby is what songs and chants Do you sing at the game? Now, I'm sure all of us here um, know that the the only real chant is... Um, And he says he's watched sport all over the world and loves it. Um, Football, rugby, everywhere he goes, the clubs seem to have more songs or they have bands and they play more music. Um, And he's interested in our view, whether... You know, whether we need to introduce some more music stroke songs to the matchday experience at Ashton Gate. So, um, what do you think? What, what, Lee?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying this for years. To be honest, I mean, it does. It, I mean, it's not just a Bristol thing, is it? I mean, it's it's a rugby thing generally. I mean, obviously the Chiefs out there are really annoying. Ooh, and Gloucester have Gloucester. You know, it just tends to be we don't sing a lot
0: of songs. With mm-hmm. Robbie, do we? Well, the Saints—they've got the Saints come marching in, haven't which they? Yeah, have stolen, which
1: stolen from a from
0: certain football club, I guess. Football club. Yeah, um, um, but you—you—you'd be in favor of it then? Something, a few well, more songs. I did be in favor
1: of a, of a suggestion, Tony.
0: Yeah, and Peter has actually it's, given us a, a suggestion, oh. so. Um, Actually, should we sing it for him hang on a minute I, I'd just like to put a warning if people are listening and have um, young, small, children young, young, young children or pets <laughs> that are close to the speaker or, or, or musical ability they, they might they, be affronted by they, they, they might want to um, turn the, the down volume now but this is Peter's suggestion for a new chant um, at the Bears, I am sure you will get the tune even with our bad singing. So, okay. gentlemen, if you go down to the gate today you're sure of a big surprise if you go down to the gate today you would better go in disguise for every bear that ever there was will gather
1: there for certain because today's the day the bristol bear
0: play rugby well there we are what what do people think of that not, not the singing, the the listeners. I think that's a, that's a great shout. I mean, it,
2: it does remind me of something now, Tony. <laughs> What's that? It sounds very similar to a, an idea that I've I thought maybe came from you, uh, maybe <coughs> a, a year or so ago.
0: Well, yeah, because we did we did talk about this before we did the podcast, didn't we? we? Did. About whether they. Um, they needed a song, um, and I did put something together to you, another. You did pen fa- something fa- didn't famous tune. Now, again, apologies because my singing ability is next to to nothing. And you don't have enough as back,
2: backing yeah, the I, singers I, as
0: well now. I, I don't know. So um, from memory, it went something like. I'm um, tr- <laughs> trying to think now. you um, in the elderflower? <laughs> yeah, have a, have a quick sip of elderflower. <laughs> Oh, hang on. Pete's going to interrupt now with a can pull. Cute. Lovely. Look for those Bristol bare necessities Scoring tries and penalties Don't worry about your trouble or your strife Look for those bare necessities They're Pat bands, rugby recipes Those simple bare necessities of life Wherever we wander, wherever we roam Ashton Gate is the Bears' new home. Our wings are buzzing in the breeze. They're scoring tries for you and me. Take a look at our speedy pack backs and have a go at our awesome pack and maybe you will see the Bristol Bears are set for victory. <laughs> In the West Country for you and me. I love it. it. But you know you know the one thing it does
2: does spring to mind is no one's going to remember that. Maybe.
0: No, no, maybe you I just mean, have to do the first now, part. That's the sort of yeah. stuff you now need to have chat
2: with Jeff, take that to BBC Studios and we record that.
0: Well, that's okay. and well, v- well I think mean, Vader knows a bit about music, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, Mr. Vader. I don't uh, know why Miles cried after <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, he, caught caught was, wind of, he caught wind of the agenda, didn't he? <laughs> right, so. <laughs> well done, Tony. Well done. Tony, that was a good effort there. But. I, I, I humbly would like to apologize for all the yeah. listeners because yeah. I know how bad my singing is. Anyway, let's get back to... Let's get back to reality, Tony. Let's get back to reality. A few um, things just to round up on before we close the show. We've got uh, some rumours to talk about. But uh, first of all, I think, Lee, you wanted to mention the under-18s result from yesterday. I did. I just want to
2: make a a quick special mention because um, a good friend of mine from school, Nikki Collier... um, his boy Jamie is captain in the the side open side flanker, and it was a brilliant brilliant result. They beat Chiefs away, and they they actually nilled them in the second half. But they came back from a 21 point deficit to win 43 26, and I thought that deserved a, a yeah. special mention to finish off their campaign for the season.
0: No, that a fantastic result, absolutely fantastic. And uh, well, it's getting a bit of a uh, habit for Bristol Bears teams to go down to to Exeter, yeah. lose the first half convincingly, and then go on to uh, win the game. I wonder but where they got their inspiration I, from. W- I wonder where that was. But that that was a fabulous, fabulous effort by the under eighteen. Yeah, well, so congratulations yeah. to everyone there. And. Um, I see they even... They, on Twitter, they had the... They were doing the Blackbird yeah, victory, song. Loved it. Um, I, I don't think there were too many cans of Thatchers, though. Oh, but nice. um, good good for them. So that that was brilliant. And good to see we've got some some talent coming through the ranks there. Um, now, rumours-wise... Um, we've got a few, actually. Well, there's a few. Let's talk about Matt Prothero. Because yeah. um, I think when we... Last week on the podcast we kind of suggested that um, is it going to be Prothero offered a new contract or is he wanting to, to go anyway to um, get first team rugby and um, he's been linked with the Ospreys um, and I believe he, he's a he's a Swansea he's a, lad he's, he's a Swansea lad yeah, so yeah. Um, I, you know I, I would desperately like him to say, stay I think he's a, a, a wonderful talent a great player but I just don't know if he's in Pat's plans, especially at fifteen.
1: Yeah, or maybe I mean, you know, maybe it's his. You know, he's thinking that he's he's working hard. You know, he's done everything right, and he just doesn't seem to have quite. Forced his way into the plans, as it were.
0: Must be pretty difficult when you're study for Charles Piutau. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, the yeah. probably, you know, believe it or not, the the highest paid player in the Premiership and All Black and uh, you know an outstanding player. But he gives something different, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean,
1: it depends. What we don't, you know, it depends what what he wants and what what sort of guy he is. I mean, you know, if he is, if he's a if he's got real high ambitions, then yeah, he's going to want to play regular. Rugby, mm. isn't he? And yeah. if if he's not getting that, and he's at the end of his contract, you know, that, you know, it, it, that's that that is a, an issue. But time will I tell, won't it? We'd all love to see him stay, but I I'm, think sure really, I'm sure we'd want him. I'm sure the
2: club would want him. If if we're you know if we're thinking about this sensibly, like like we've already said, he's a Swansea lad. He'd welcome return and him I'm pretty sure. And more importantly, he would get game time any Ospreys yeah but
1: yeah. you never know we might you know I don't know It's. All, I mean we don't know but I, I I think I mean personally I don't care about the Ospreys I, I, I want him to stay at Bristol yeah selfishly so, whether that, he's an understudy or not because he, he always gives us he gives us something well, he's brilliant I, I mean I you know I, I'd be happy for him to be a, an impact player every week
0: yeah but will he but exactly that's, will the, will quite, that's the point that's, that, me, that, yeah. that's the point isn't it um, so fingers crossed he stay, stays but I, I, I do do feel that he, Time tell. he, he might be on his way Something out happened. and um, I think the rugby paper in an article mm. today was speculating us with a couple of um, salary players. Yeah well it
2: was mentioned uh, again in the rugby paper that it, we were sniffing around Ben Spencer and Ben Earl from Sarries. I mean I don't know what you boys think about that but I mean, if Spencer comes in, then obviously we're talking. Uh, you know, is he gonna is he gonna be wanting to be a first team player straight away? And then you have the problem with Randall. Yeah, um, I'd, so I'd say potentially... Earl,
1: Earl more than Spencer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need we've been speculating on a back rower all blooming season. Yeah, and nothing's happened. And you know, we've had Tipperick as has been speculated. He's Kvesic recently. Rugby. The right. fact these things are all getting speculated suggests that there is a a back rower on the, in in the plant. so why not ben earl i mean he'd be a he'd be a ideal you know young could be developed uh, as pat would say he's probably coachable i more coachable yeah. than Tipper you know I mean Tipper is a great player but you know you look, look to the future he's a last yeah. and cheaper isn't it? <laughs> and does,
0: it does wonder whether this whole salaries uh, um, yeah. Saracens thing has thrown a slight spanner yeah. into some of the recruitment to see who, who may be up and actually while we're talking about Saracens and I don't want to talk about it for long because we've given them enough air time over the last few weeks but um, your thoughts on the ineligible player and them getting fined um, €50,000, half of which has been suspended. Pete? Um,
1: I, I don't know. Same, same I mean, I think that I think the excitement was at the time, wasn't it, when it all came out, was that they, they might get kicked out of that competition mm-hmm. as well. And obviously, I mean, that's just a kind of a frisson of excitement that, you know, how bad is that? You get kicked out of two. Then, you know, when I read it, I mean, I you know, it, it sounded like the official um statement from whoever you know the, the european was that it was a it was a genuine administrative oversight and not necessarily scribing blame they said that about um, mm-hmm. Mario toji's uh, eight hundred thousand pounds image rights that they squirreled away somewhere so i i think a lot of people will be thinking they got away with one there, perhaps.
0: And certainly, there was a press release from uh, Racing ninety two. Oh, they, they were, were they, very yeah. critical, very mm. critical,
2: which you would be, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. Um, so that that be interesting. Well, Ben Spencer and Ben Earl, um, as you say, I think I think Ben Earl would be a tremendous mm. addition, and I mean yeah. Ben Spencer too. Um, but it would just wonder, you know, if, if Sturzako is is leaving. Um, you know, do we rely on Sorry. academy scrum half like um, is it like Boylan's or, or do you go for a, a, a ready-made top 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 flight? It's like you half. say, Tony. It
1: depends a bit on the finances. I mean, if these some of these boys are coming at cut price, you know, cut prices, mm. then uh, why not? And if they, you know, I mean, he is a he's a bona fide a good scrum half. I mean, mm. you know. A lot of people well, think he should, he should have been playing for England. Eddie James, he's not. Yeah. well, no, exactly. But I mean, yeah, he should have been playing for England. way you know, for the last year or two. So, let's should we say that we think it might be someone called Ben? Incomes well, possibly yeah. a Ben might be incoming.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's it for this week. It's not Tony. It's no. not. It's there's not. There's it's just
2: one quick one. Okay. Obviously, we just wanted to mention, uh, you know, our good listener Matt Croup We wanted to give a shout out to the um, at Senior Bristol. Team. Oh yes, yes. Because they're playing obviously in the derby, aren't they? On um, Wednesday, the twenty-sixth of February, eight o'clock kickoff uh, against Bath Combination. Yeah. So, and you can get them on their website with uh, their their Twitter handle. Sorry, at uh, Senior Bristol.
1: Yeah. And, and if you're interested, the boys from the the combination were on the the scrum yeah. they, last week. They were with yeah. Jack Twentyman, and there was a lot of chat about all of this stuff. And of course, it's
0: available for 30 days on BBC Sound. So yeah. maybe if people are interested, go back and listen to that. So there we are. So it's Rugby Family. The, the Bristol Combination against Bath Combination, 26th of February, 8 o'clock kickoff. More details. Um, search for um, Bristol Combination on Twitter. Um, well, let me check. Is that it for tonight? I think it is, Tony. Are we excited about the return of league action after this uh, two week gap? We I think are, we are, Tony.
2: So, to are we excited about the
1: return of Miles?
0: Well, well. Not so excited about that. <laughs> I mean, is he going to return? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, you know, I mean,
0: let's not di- over speculate Is the disciplinary thing. committee going
1: to have to convene again? there we are we're standing in for
2: him
0: now aren't we and the listeners are yeah well hope you feel better soon Miles, and you're back with. well you won't be back with us next week because you're away at Northampton aren't you he's going to ring one in isn't he he's going
2: to ring he's our Raven reporter
0: he he is Um, but uh, we look forward to seeing Bristol Bears back in action hopefully we'll get that win that will keep us uh, in that top four or five in the league Uh, until next week goodbye from us come on Briz. Look for Bristol bare necessities, scoring tries and penalties. Worry about your trouble or your strife. Look for those bare necessities, their pat Lambs rugby recipes, those simple bare necessities of life.